0: Hi this is Dr. Gwen. Today is Friday April 13th and it's 2:17 p.m. here in sunny Santa Barbara California. The first report I'm really excited about because it's done by a doctoral student who's in a nursing program at Johns Hopkins University School of Nursing and it's about his upcoming research. And he talks about from working out to eating right knowing how to best live a healthy lifestyle can become confusing. The long-term health landscape continues to change as research into integrative medicine and genomic function evolves. Even as Americans strive to live healthier and achieve greater fitness, there is much that is still unknown about how our bodies benefit from a lifestyle of physical fitness. But exercise remains a critical element to long-term health, allowing us to alter our physical fitness level, says David Boley, a nurse researcher. Good for you, David. Exercise is a specific type of activity that is done for the express purpose of improving our functional abilities and reducing limitations. It's how we maximize our potential for a healthy life, he said. He will be working this fall as an intramural research fellow at the National Institutes of Health, and he became interested in exercise training for health-related fitness after his dad suffered a heart attack at the age of 54. He later became a personal trainer and now, as an advanced practice nurse, is focusing his research on the role of exercise in long-term health maintenance and improvement. To the Americans' obsession with weight loss often overlooks the important role of muscles, specifically building and conditioning the lean skeletal muscles that support movement and boost metabolism. Muscle strengthening and maintaining both the quantity and quality of muscle fibers is a critical piece of long-term health and that can only be achieved through regular, intentional exercise. With that in mind, he has a couple principles that he recommends when incorporating exercise into your life. First, there are countless types of exercise a person can do. From bodybuilding to Pilates to simple calisthenics, exercise varies widely, and some forms might be more appropriate than others for certain individuals. Further, any type of exercise can be adapted to account for limitations such as age or physical disability. Secondly, exercise for long-term health should focus on muscle strengthening. Whatever it is, it should have some components that challenge the strength of the muscles in your body. Bodies are made to move, and muscles are responsible for moving the joints that make this happen. Where running, biking, and other cardiovascular exercise benefit the circulatory system, it's important to also work out with weights or resistance, he said. We have a tendency to focus too much on aerobic exercise, he noted, adding that evidence shows that resistance exercise alters the cellular structure of muscle in a way that aerobic exercise doesn't. In his research, Bowley hopes to improve scientific understanding of how these changes improve the symptoms of chronic disease. Finally, exercise requires an an element of regularity. Although more research is needed into the relative benefits of longer versus shorter bouts of exercise, Exercise should be performed at regular intervals to maintain muscle quality. Once a regular routine of strength training exercise has been established, the regimen can be adapted and altered as a person's fitness level improves. Fitness requires constant revision. As you become more fit, you can maintain that level, or you can make adjustments to reach a higher level of fitness. The very first step, he said, though, is to establish the habit of doing one thing on a regular basis. This leads me into the next one, which has to do with um, body mass index gain throughout adulthood and the potential impact on, on an increased risk of postmental breast cancer. Reported midlife increase in body mass index can lead to substantially higher risk of postmental breast cancer, according to results of a prospective cohort study that was presented at the American Association for Cancer Research um, in April. In previous studies, excess weight has been linked with increased risk of postmenopausal breast cancer. Scientists have speculated that in postmenopausal women, estrogen produced in adipose tissue or body fat may promote breast cell proliferation. And let me just add here: it's uh, it is known that um, obese women tend to store estrogen in the adipose tissue, and this is one speculation of why they have. Uh, not not as many of the symptoms of menopause. Relatively few studies have looked specifically at increase in BMI and its timing in relation to postmenopausal breast cancer r- risk. The researchers analyzed information from 72,000 women in the prostate, lung, colorectal, and ovarian cancer screening trial cohort who were 55 to 74 years old at study entrance. The analysis included uh, 3,600 cases of postmenopausal breast cancer, which makes this one of the largest studies of its kind. The researchers observed the strongest associations among women who had never used menopausal hormone therapy. Results were shown only for this group of women. Compared with women who maintained approximately the same BMI, those who had an increase of 5 kilograms or more between age 20 and study entry had a nearly two fold increased risk of breast cancer. Results showed that nearly 50% of the study's population's BMI increased um, 5 kilograms or more between age 40 and study entry. A BMI increase of 5 kilograms is equivalent to a woman woman of average height, which is 5 feet 4 inches in the United States, gaining approximately 30 pounds. Women who reported a BMI increase of 5 kilograms or more between ages 20 and 50 were at an 88% percent increased risk of developing postmenopausal breast cancer. So this one is essentially saying that the weight gain prior to menopause also is an indicator compared with women who reported a stable BMI through and was essentially throughout their life. For women who reported a BMI increase of five kilograms or more between age fifty and study entry, risk increased 56% compared with women who maintained their BMI. BMI BMI both BMI gain both before and after age 50 independently contributes to increased risk of postmenopausal breast cancer. So, I, I wanted to share these and uh, urge you to watch your weight and consider using other forms of exercise. I, I run, but I need to consider some strength training. Um, so, that's why I think I like to do these podcasts because it encourages me to look at my own lifestyle. And what I can do to improve my health. This is Dr. Gwen. I wish you joy. I wish you health. And um, happy May. Bye now.